Welcome to 10,000 Roads to Financial Independence, the podcast where we interview real people with real stories of taking charge of their time and reaching financial independence faster. And now, your host, Elisa Zen. What does your whole typical day look like? Because that's like, I like to kind of look under the hood. I'm like, how does Jennifer, because one thing you talked about is time to market. And it's just amazing to me. Like when you say you want to do something six weeks later, it's there. Like, so that is amazing ability to like pacing it. Of course, there's people helping, et cetera. But like doing a business myself, I know I have challenges of time to market. Because there's yeah. something that I want to do three months later, it's still because the other stuff, a higher priority is doing. Um, so how did you like kind of combat that? And what does your kind of like typical day look like to set yep. yourself um, so you can get there? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, typical day. So I've always kind of had this mentality that uh, when I, you know, had kind of had some success in business that I do not want to wake up to an alarm. So I wake uh-huh. up whenever I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, usually that's around 7 a.m. So 6.30 to 7 a.m. And then the very first thing I spend about 90 minutes of dedicated time to the uh, most income producing activity that I can do that day. And then if everything else fails, if the day, you know, gets away from me, you know, whatever, I would have spent that first Wait, 90 days minutes. Wait, gets away from you? I can't oh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things happen. Kids do crazy stuff. So yeah. So I spend the first 90 minutes of just really kind of focusing on income producing activities. I kind of look at it like a, like a MVP of the day, right? That's the most important thing. I also, so I'm very visual. I have a whiteboard behind me uh, that has every single week of like, it says like week of, um, you know, so this week is this week of March 20th. And then uh, typically the two or three things that I want to have done this week. Yeah. Yeah. And so I look at that every single day, every single hour and just say, okay, am I on track today is what Wednesday? Am I on track to get these things done? And it looks like uh, we've done 50% of them already and it's Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so then the other thing, so uh, I only eat fruit before noon. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so coffee, and then I only eat fruit before noon, and I found that that has significantly changed the amount of energy that I have. Um, uh-huh. so that's more related to like health and like our di- digestive yeah. systems. And if we eat a really, yeah. really heavy breakfast in the morning, then uh, I found that I was very sluggish, right? Because it slows down the digestive yeah. system, and you don't have as much energy. So right. yeah, so I only eat uh, fruits, oranges, or like you know bananas, oranges, apples uh, until noon. And then after that is a uh, fair game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's uh, maybe something I will pick up because I definitely uh, hear you on that. Yes. <laughs> Try um, it. Yeah. Um, and then, so how do you balance kids? Like, how do you p- balance kids? Like, what do you, yeah. what type of system do you do at home? You know, um, especially yeah. you work from home, right? So that's a uh, very I do. Yeah. I do. So I shut down at about 4.30 and then uh, from 4.30 till we go to bed. I mean, that's just family time, right? Mm. So that's when uh, typically, you know, either I have to leave to go pick our daughter up or um, when, you know, my husband brings our daughter home. So, uh, so I'm very kind of purposeful with family time. Um, And then of course, you know, we go on these trips together and I mean, we are 95% of the time not working when we go on those trips. Um, And then weekends, same thing. Weekends are family time. So I don't, um, I've actually kind of taken my phone number 
uh, like you cannot find our, my phone number on our website. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I also switch to anyone that um, wants a call, they have to schedule it. Um, yeah. And then anyone that reaches out that says, hey, I want to pick your brain or ask a couple questions, um, they get a response that says, please email your top three questions. If it's something that I can answer quickly, I'll answer it within 48 hours. Uh, yeah. If it's something that'll generate a call, then you know, here's my link to schedule a call. So I've had to put a lot of barriers between myself and our customers. And again, not yeah. because we don't want to serve them and help them. Right. It's more right. or less for me having that balance because if I'm out of balance, I'm not going to be able to serve our customers and our audience in the way that they should be served. Right, right, definitely. And I know when you're traveling, your meetups, et cetera, continue wrong um, without you there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yep. I'm guessing like that's another lesson, obviously a whole different lessons on like partnerships and et cetera, uh, as well. Yeah. 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 We bring, uh, I mean, and even to, when I travel, um, you know, our team runs the business and mm-hmm. interestingly, the first time when we traveled for 10 weeks, uh, I, I had in my head, we are going to potentially lose some business, right? Where we, yeah. the business is going to go down while we're, while we're gone. And I had kind of mentally planned for that. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is the business went up. <laughs> so oh, <wow. laughs> as, a, as a business owner, I was like, okay, I, that, that actually told me that I was too involved and that I was potentially a bottleneck in the business. And that yeah. actually helped us make the decision to travel more the following year is because I yeah. realized that, um, that I was the bottleneck. And so I think for any business owner, to be honest, anyone, I think everyone should take four weeks off and see what happens in your business, good or bad. Right, right, yeah. So Lisa, that's, that's some advice to you. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> when I take four weeks off, things fall off the wagon. So that tells me I'm the bottleneck. And uh, yeah. yeah, so where do you, where do you find hire? Yeah, uh, typically by referral. So okay. everyone, so uh, Dina, who is yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my, well, my entire team is, is incredible. Uh, but Dina yeah. was actually a, an investor client of mine. I met yeah. her and she was a cold call to our office. And I met her in uh, 20, uh, 20, either late 2010 or 2011. And so we've kind of worked together for 10 years. Mm. Um, and then she, uh, the company that she was working for shut down. And immediately yeah. I said, come to work for me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And she actually had, uh, I helped her build a, a real estate portfolio. And so she does not need to work at all. She does this because she loves it because she's yeah. had success with investment real estate. And so, uh, yeah. So everyone that currently is on our team, uh, has come, uh, into our database or was a customer or a client or got referred to us. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, like, how did you recognize that they're a good fit for the team? I guess you do have somewhat written down criteria, yeah. um, know a position that you need to fill. And so when that person shows up, you kind of running down the list. Do you also conduct the interviews and et cetera? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I am always, uh, I think that there's people that I am quote unquote interviewing that don't know that they're interviewing. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, me? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, so I think, um, I don't know. I, I always look for opportunities. And sometimes I think if a talented person comes into your life as a business owner, you make room for them, right? Yeah. You find a spot. So Sarah, our most recent hire, uh, yeah. she handles business development. I was not hiring for business development at the time. 
Um, but she reached out to me and she has said, Hey, I got in contact with you through somebody else that I think very, very highly of. Um, so immediately that, you know, connection meant something, right. It was a cold connection. And she immediately just started adding value. And then she said, like on her second call, she's like, I kind of want to come work for you. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah. So I think when those kind of people, um, come into your life again, you find opportunities for them. Uh, so as far as like, yeah, like how, you know, they will be a good fit. Sometimes you don't know sometimes. So like I, I set that expectation up front is that everyone is on a 90 day trial period and um, it doesn't work out for, for, and of course for them, I mean, I'm not the easiest person to work for. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going (laughs) to sugarcoat that. And so they need to be comfortable and confident working with me as well. Right. And and be thriving. Um, so, you know, we're, we are kind of, uh, uh, I appreciate relationships where we can be very candid and where I can uh, push and they can also push right. as well. So we can challenge right. each other. Uh, mm-hmm. So people who are maybe uh, uncomfortable with being uncomfortable or yeah. dislike, uh, you know, being challenged uh, or, or don't feel comfortable um, challenging me, right? That probably wouldn't yeah. be a good fit. Yeah. So we're very That's clear about that. Yeah, that's awesome. So setting up the expectation up in the front um, and then making sure. Yeah, great. And then as far as, um, I do want to share too, like as far as compensation goes, I love giving compensation based on performance, right? So I like setting milestones with people and saying, once we hit this milestone, that will be your compensation for hitting that milestone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that does really well. I've even done that with contractors, contractors, uh, my builder guy, is, uh-huh. uh, I, I like performance-based compensation. Yeah, but it takes time to for you to kind of think about, like, do you come with the compensation, like the milestone with them? Or do you kind of think about, like, I guess that's the majority of the time now, uh, you're okay. switching essentially from a sole um, membership person to yeah. these are the things that I can put people in to replace myself because they're people for yeah. me. Uh, and then that to free up your time to kind of think about, like, Okay, these are the performance metrics that we can put into places for that. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, So Jennifer, we want to kind of like pivot this maybe a little bit more. You know, there's so many good nuggets um, that you're giving to us. I I just try to catch them up, Um, you know, about your business. Like, so I really want to kind of dig into, um, you know, how you kind of started your business. You mentioned how you did that. And then to the first employee you hired. And maybe there's some failure that when you hire someone who didn't really work out, that forced you to put policies and processes in place. And how did you even start putting processes and uh, policies in place? Um, if you can kind of walk us through, like, when did you first start it? Uh, was, at first, I'm guessing you're only working by yourself. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I made my first hire. So um, also... So we're we're talking about the real estate business. Uh, I also have multiple other businesses that right. <laughs> we can chat about too. Uh, yeah. I owned an espresso stand. I had a drop drop shipping e commerce business. We wow. can chat about too that were complete yeah. failures. So those would be fun to talk about. Um, but yeah, so let let's uh, talk about the real. Wait, estate. do you still have the express uh, espresso uh, company no. right now? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll stop for a coffee. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, so the espresso and the drop shipping business were complete failures. Uh, so we can <laughs> chat yeah. about that at yeah. some point. Um, all right. So back to my first hire. All right. So my first hire was in, I want to say that was in um, 2011. And that was a close friend of mine. Um, yeah. And so I brought her on uh, part-time. She was still in college um, and she was working for me part-time, mostly helping, um, kind of organize and actually had her drive properties for the foreclosure auction, yeah. uh, because, you know, we were getting 300 properties, um, and doing that. And so I gave her absolutely no direction, uh, and basically said, Hey, just come in and help. I need you to drive properties. And she did amazing. Wow. Um, and I think that she did amazing because she knew my personality and she yeah. knew that I was not going to slow down to give her direction and she just ran with it. Yeah. Uh, and so she was incredible. I lost her about six months later to Boeing. She got a phenomenal job. And wow. at the time my business wasn't, um, I, I didn't have the income to, you know, meet what or, she was yeah. going to make at Boeing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so was she a full-time employee or cause you mentioned about working with contractor first. Yeah. Yeah. So she was a part-time uh, she was okay. a part-time employee. Yep. So okay. she just was hourly um, part-time employee. The next employee yeah. uh, was also a friend of mine and I brought him on. Uh, he was also a licensed real estate agent. So he was an um, uh, independent contractor. And then I gave him mm. bonus per closing. I would okay. never do that again. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that, what, that was a uh, well, I think that that was a not good compensation plan because I was uh, compensating someone based on my efforts as opposed to theirs. Yeah. Um, and so that was, uh, that was my first attempt at the kind of uh, bonus structure. Uh, so yeah. I would suggest nowadays I bonus people based on their efforts, not mine. Right. Because then it, because I became resentful. <laughs> I was right, like, wait a right, second, right. I'm producing all of this and I'm compensating you based on that. So, so that did you lost employee because that, or did you like kind of uh, pivot? the compensation instead? Yeah. Um, so we parted ways, uh, you know, unfortunately I would say the next gosh, probably four hires, uh, again, mm -hmm. I was, the business was growing so fast that I didn't have the time and I didn't make it a priority to slow down enough to train them and yeah. give them direction. And so as a yeah. business owner, that's a complete failure. You cannot, no, well, there's, there's two things. You cannot compensate somebody that has no skill whatsoever and bring them on and think that they can figure it out. You can though pay more for somebody that has experience and mm -hmm. not so Sarah, our business development hire, I have not trained her in anything yeah. and she is thriving. She is adding to the business, uh, but yeah. she came with a lot of experience and she did not yeah. start at an entry level salary. So as a business okay. owner, I think you've, you've two options, right? <laughs> you right. can go uh, inexpensive uh, talent, you know, people that maybe don't have experience, but then you have to invest your time and knowledge into them. Or mm. you can spend more on a salary basis and bring somebody in that has the experience. And that's actually going to be a better return on investment for your business. Yeah. So I made years of failures of hiring people that had no skills in what I was needing them to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it failed time and time again. Gotcha. Because sometimes we feel like that is, and just speaking to myself, sometimes it feels like that's when you hit hitting the wall. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, like you keep on hiring different people and you're like, 
gosh, I don't have time to train them, assuming they're <laughs> thriving, but you're paying them like not really a high salary. Um, yeah. Of course, they kind of fail. And then it really expose um, the downside of your business because it's not really documented or yep. process is not there. And then they really didn't know. So you are queen of pivoting. So <laughs> at some point, I guess the first employee you had that she just ran with it, that really helped, like that maybe set you up for sequence failure because you just assume like, oh this is something yeah. I can do too um, but at some point you got this figured out because um, mm -hmm. now our hirings are very successful um, and then what is that pivot moment that what is the one thing or couple things that you did that was significantly different um, that helped you set that up um, I brought in people that had experience doing what I needed them to do <laughs> oh, okay. so, so you understand it yourself you're like I didn't want to slow down to give instructions so now I'm yep. gonna pay more for someone who has experience now that's a struggle with small business because you're yep. always like oh geez like that affects my bottom line but um, you need to hire that person to go to the next ground like how do you balance that yeah um, so I think I, I was looking at it incorrectly before I thought oh, it's a low risk investment paying a low salary, they're either gonna sink or swim. Well, unfortunately, it's actually not just the salary that you're losing out on, it's your time and then also uh, opportunity cost for the business. Right. So by paying someone uh, a good salary, the salary that they deserve based on their experience and only hiring experienced people, um, it may be a 60 to 90 days where it's gonna be you know, maybe more capital outlay than what you're comfortable with. However, mm -hmm. you'll start to see results immediately. Yeah. And so same thing. Uh, and, and again, and if for some reason it was the wrong hire, then at 60 day mark, you're going to know, you know, it, maybe even 30 days in that it wasn't the right, right. fit. And so I think right. you have to move quicker with people um, yeah. so, and hold them accountable too, right? Uh, hold yeah. them accountable to the expectations that you had agreed upon when they were yeah. brought on. So yeah, so now I only hire or bring on people that have experience doing what I want them to do, whatever it is that they're doing in, in our business. Yeah. Gotcha. So you look at the resume, even someone will come over and be like, Hey, Jennifer, I want to get a job from you, uh, helping you with this. And then you would say, Oh, great. Thank you. Like you send us the resume. You do the inter interview loop, I'm guessing, um, all the standard uh, procedure for that. Well, and also I think life experience too, as well. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's resume, um, but then also like, what is their attitude, right? Yeah. What is their, what yeah. is their life experience? Do they have a track record of success with other companies and building, um, you know, helping building these other companies up? How yeah. do they get along with their coworkers? Um, you know, what, uh, what does their lifestyle look like? Right? Are they willing yeah. to put in extra hours if the business needs it? Or are they absolutely going to be clocking out at five o'clock and be yeah. done? Uh, and which you as a business owner may need to make up that difference, right? So I think right. that there's, uh, there's experience in business and uh -huh. then in their career and then also just their personality. Like, are okay. they an all in kind of person or are they going to stop at the end of the day when, you know, yeah. most people will clock out? So I would guess, um, you know, after several fail failure of hiring, you probably, um, so is there like a mentor, a coach, or some sort of program that like helped you kind of accelerate it or, or kind of just figuring out like if this is what I needed to do or what, what I did wrong? Like, what is that kind of somber, you know, pivot moment for you? 
<laughs> looked alike. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I just had to keep making the mistake <laughs> and then figuring it out. Because as a business owner, it's really tough, right? So we have to wear multiple hats. We yeah. are often working in the business, on the business, we're sales, marketing, HR, um, accounting, bookkeeping, visionary, uh, everything, right? The buck start, stops with us, starts and stops with us. Um, right. So yeah, unfortunately, I just had to keep making the mistake uh, because I kept hiring out of pain. I don't know, I was a little worried about bringing on um, you know, high salaries for some reason. Um, and so I just kept kind of taking on inexperienced people that I thought, uh, I think I was looking for me, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. I was looking for somebody that was like young and hungry that could come in and learn the business and then add value because that's where I've had success. But I realized that, um, that that's a needle in haystack kind of person. So they're not, those. that's really, really, really hard to find. So yeah, I mean, I just kind of had to realize that uh, what I was doing, the way I was doing it, the way I was hiring just wasn't working, right? Yeah. And so finally I realized, okay, the uh, common denominator here with all these people is me. <laughs> I, yeah. I was the one that brought them on. And so I realized that, uh, again, the common denominator was all of them did not have the experience uh, in and experience and success in the role that I had brought them into. Yeah, gotcha. And um, so, so what, um, what did you do? Did you change anything other than hire the more experienced people? Because uh, you mentioned you're very system oriented. Like, mm -hmm. was there like a, some documents, videos, training? Because I've met business owner before. They're like, they're different style, right? They're very system yeah. process oriented, but also like a, a more integrator versus their visionary kind of like you are. Um, yep. So they had the challenges. They didn't have tra challenges on creating the training material. Where they had the challenges, obviously, other areas. Um, so mm -hmm. for you, giving your more vision person, um, mm -hmm. you know, like documenting, I guess, would it be kind of a draw for you? Or, you know, did you enjoy doing that? Did you do anything different over there? Aside from hire someone who's more experienced. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, really it just became more about like hiring people that are more experienced. And then also I think, uh, so I had made a lot of failures when I was working in the business, trying to build a real estate team. And then now I am not uh, working in the business anymore. Right. So, so I'm more yeah. or less running, uh, agents mm -hmm. invest in addicted to ROI. Yeah. Um, so I'm not so much working in the business anymore. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that that changes things because I see things from a different perspective. Right. Um, so the, so the business has pivoted. So my hiring practices have pivoted and the business has pivoted. Yeah. Um, and I think that both of those things have changed. Um, but we don't have, I mean, we have some documented systems and processes for things. Um, but I'm very fluid and flexible, especially as things are changing very yeah. quickly. Um, yeah. so we do have though kind of a mentality on our team is the best idea wins. It doesn't matter who it comes from. I yeah. don't want to also be the bottleneck for all of the ideas for the business. Yeah. Um, so sometimes uh, the team doesn't agree with one of my ideas and so we scrap mm. it. And yeah. then sometimes somebody comes up with an idea and everyone else likes it and I say, okay, no, we're not gonna execute on that idea yeah. because you know of something else that they might not know about the business. Right. Um, right. So yeah, so there's been you know some good pivots I think that has changed everything that's awesome that's awesome that's a lot of wealth knowledge there um now uh, i mean we kind of talk about your families and etc um so for you um you have the only fruits before noon thing 
uh, to essentially have the energy doing all that stuff. How do you kind of keep yourself from getting distracted, you know, when you're working from the home office, right? Um, I think that's a lot of challenge because I face that too. Sometimes when you're doing stuff, you're like, oh, tired of doing something else um, and you get caught up with other stuff. Yep. Um, so I do take breaks. Uh, I do yoga usually at about like 10 or 11. Um, okay. And so I do just in my living room, I do about 20 to 30 minutes worth of yoga. And then oftentimes after that, I'll do a 10 to 15 minute meditation session. Yeah. Um, and especially the, so if I am more stressed for some reason, yeah. uh, I will double down on both of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think sometimes taking a step away from the business uh, even if just for a half hour can make a yeah. huge difference. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's incredibly important. And then also just getting outside a little bit. Um, yeah. so yeah, I mean, there's, there's distraction that happens, but honestly, again, if you can focus your first 90 minutes of the day in the most important activities, yeah. then the distraction okay, is okay. Right. The distraction yeah. that may come later is totally fine. Yeah. And then, so especially when you're juggling a couple of boxes, because some of our audience will be like, wow, like I didn't really have time to do this. Um, yep. Granted, the rest of the time that you use, you may be wasting an hour stressing versus doing yoga for 30 minutes, right? Yep. Um, but like, um, so how, how you know, like a kind of um, in terms of, um, you know, dealing stress, that's really great to kind of get the hours back to it. And it's also breaking down your goals into weeks, months and et cetera, doing that. Um, and, uh, now one of the example I'm going to make is you have this great, like, um, class that you're helping people to try to retire in 10 years or five years, sorry. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you have, um, these interviews and all that stuff back to back, just kind of scheduled. Um, yeah. how do you kind of have the burst of energy or like, um, do you typically do these things? How does it hit the market so quickly? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I outsource what I'm not good at. So we have somebody that does the video editing. We have somebody that does like, I don't, uh, like writing copywriting. So we have yeah. somebody that does that. Um, so I, I also Copy, bash copywriting. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like, as far as like marketing materials okay. or, um, like emails or, uh, cause I think in bullet points and those yeah. aren't <laughs> people, people resonate with stories. Right. right so, right. uh, so oftentimes I will give a bullet point or an outline for what for the message that I want to convey. And then I will okay. share that with one of our team members and then they'll turn it into a full marketing sales page or, or email or something like that. Um, awesome. so I stay in my strengths and I stay in my lane. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I also batch content. So like you had said, um, when we were doing all those interviews, I had done like three, uh, one hour interviews all in the same batch. Right. Yeah. And then, and then I had the, content from that, sent it to the video editor, and then he yeah. edited it. So I think batching content is incredibly helpful. Um, yeah. And then also I don't allow anyone to schedule calls with me prior to 11 a.m. because again, I want to protect that like 90 minutes and also get my yeah. yoga time and things like that. So I think that as business owners, we need to protect ourselves from ourselves. We need to protect mm -hmm. our time and put kind of yeah. barriers um, to protect that and then just really get into focus time. Um, yeah. So that's been really helpful. I also do like, we do grocery delivery services. Um, yeah. Every bill is on auto pay. I mean, I do everything that I can to um, systematize anything related to the business and also personally. Gotcha, gotcha, awesome. Um, 
All right, we'll kind of pivot into a little bit of um, family times and et cetera. Um, so what are some life hacks that you want to share with us that like, you're <laughs> like, wow, like that kind of frees me up doing a whole bunch of stuff, but still continue to meet the needs for the family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as life hacks go, so I would say uh, at least once a month we schedule, we just like put on a calendar uh, family activities that are just totally different, right? That get us kind of out there. Um, so like we live in a city that has um, almost every weekend they have like, you know, leprechaun hunt or chocolate walk or <laughs> Easter parades or, uh, you know, trick or treating, like things like that. Um, yeah. We also go on hikes quite often. Um, I think that it's incredibly important to spend time away from the business. That's actually when I get the best ideas is yeah. when I am not stuck in the weeds of the business. Mm -hmm. uh, so we do a lot of, a lot of that. We spend a lot of family time out kind of doing different things. Uh, we like mm -hmm. to, you know, also do like arts and craftsy kind of things. Yeah. Uh, this Friday, we, our whole family is staying the night at our friend's tree house. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we schedule we schedule family time. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we, there's always something that could be done between my business. Well, we were really running three businesses. My husband now also yeah. has his own business. We have our rentals, yeah. you know, or maybe four businesses. And then we yeah. also are remodeling our house. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so we absolutely have to schedule family time. And then we also schedule those trips, right? So we, yeah. you know, just put it on our calendar to go away for a couple of weeks and, um, and just, we just have to make it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and uh, you mentioned grocery delivery services and et cetera. So that was one of the um, kind of like the life hack, keeping, making sure you're eating nutritious, healthy meals, but you're not yep. like kind of stuck into the cooking room, right? Yep. Of course, when you travel, everything kind of breaks apart. Yep. Um, and uh, you just committed to like, hey, just going to spend pretty much 90% of the time with the family and maybe only answer urgent calls. Yeah, uh, or absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. So last question, what are you doing for your little one uh, in terms of uh, teaching her to set her up for success and learning the financial knowledges? Um, yeah. How do you kind of pass that on? Because she's five years old uh, yep. right now. Um, and, and, uh, some people would say still too young, but like, what are your doing there yeah well so I can attest to that's not too young <laughs> <laughs> no um all right yeah so we do a couple of things uh so I'll first start with uh the category of setting her up for financial independence uh -huh. um so I donate a hundred dollars a month to a custodial account a vanguard custodial account that is uh -huh. invested in the um you know vanguard uh, vanguard index funds yeah um and so I, she's several thousand thousand dollars there, right? So when she's 18, she will uh, gain access to that money. I do hope that she uses it wisely. Yeah. Uh, but that's something that we just have on auto pay, $100 a month, um, that's set and done. She also yeah. is an authorized user on um, four different credit cards. Okay. Uh, my hope is that that will help her improve her credit score so that yeah. when she is 16, oh. she can you know go and, uh, you know, purchase her first car uh, and, you know, have yeah. the credit from that. When she is, I believe, six, we can open up a regular bank account uh, okay. for her at a bank so that she can start earning interest on the money that she has in her piggy bank. And yeah. then um, she also has a piggy bank at home. And yeah. we have a list of, I believe she has six different chores 
that yeah. she can do in order to earn money uh, for yeah. our travels. So we do not, uh, I know this is going to sound a little extreme. Yeah. We do not buy presents for birthdays or yeah. uh, holidays. So uh -huh. we do not buy, so my husband and I don't buy each other presents. We don't buy presents for my daughter. Uh, yeah. In exchange, we do family trips, right? So okay. that is our Christmas, birthday, anniversary, holiday yeah. presents, yeah. right? So, so instead of uh, stuff, we choose experiences. Yeah. Um, so, but she is able to do these chores. Um, yeah. It's, you know, something like if she puts away the laundry, she gets 25 cents. We make it a big deal. Uh, so she'll do the chore. We get her the quarter, and then she is allowed to put it in her piggy bank. Um, usually, maybe once a month, we will count the money in her piggy bank. Yeah. And then we do allow her to choose what she wants to do with that money. So yeah. she's currently saving up uh, to buy a stuffed tiger uh, on our next mm. trip because she <laughs> likes to uh, she likes to get little stuffed animals from different countries that we go to. Yeah. Um, so that's something. And then we also have her doing. Khan Academy Kids and ABC Mouse, where yeah. she's able to do lesson plans and earn tickets. And yeah. earning tickets allows her to get pets and pet stores uh, on oh, these wow. online apps and things yeah. like that. Oh, uh, we also take her to our properties that we're renovating and, yeah. and let her experience kind of our business um, yeah. and see the before and after. We have some really fun photos of her uh, like carrying boxes and trim and sitting on, um, you know, like paint cans as we're doing these renovation projects. And we explain it yeah. to her. We say, you know, uh, our family is allowed to live the life that we do because we buy properties and we rent them out, allowing other families to live in them. Yeah. Um, and she's very proud of that. So yeah. she, awesome. you know, will drive by properties and she'll wave and say, you know, I remember that house. Um, yeah. yeah. So we, we really try to integrate her as much as we can. Uh, in our businesses. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, we do a lot of things in that way. Um, and then also, so my parents have their retail store. Uh, she oftentimes spends a couple, you know, like weekends with them and they allow her, I have some really fun pictures of her working the cash register at my parents' <laughs> store and they love it too. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So the, going back to like, oh, we have a little Jennifer, like the second yep. version that we can use. <laughs> to work in and, store. <laughs> and you know what? And she loves it. Um, yeah. She, you know, will ask when she can go and work in their store because she, of course, she loves the reaction of the customers who get right. a five-year-old handing them a little bag with the receipt and yeah. everything like yeah. that. Yeah. So um, my intention in doing all of this is that I want her to choose her own path and I yeah. want her to experience entrepreneurship and yeah. I want to her to experience the confidence in uh, earning your own money, choosing what to do with your own money, yeah. and also having that responsibility of earning an income. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. There's so much wealth so of much. knowledge over here. <laughs> um, you know, for both me and like uh, my audience, it's uh, really a real treat to have you uh, on our program over here. Um, and uh, very, very much uh, appreciate your time uh, for that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm very passionate about these topics. So yeah, <laughs> I love awesome. the opportunity to share and I hope that we've added value to your audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jennifer, how can we uh, find you um, online over here? Um, you know, what, what kind of the yep. business uh, we can kind of connect with you on this? Yep. So we uh, have two websites. So you can go to either agents, plural, so agentsinvest.com or addicted to ROI. 
addictedtoroi.com. So I had this pulled up over here, addicted to ROI, um, yep. guys and girls. Um, and uh, this is, there's a lot of wealth of information on uh, getting financially freedoms uh, and courses, et cetera. Um, and then the agents who invest, if in case if you um, are interested. Uh, um, agents invest, INB. Um, so if you're interested on, uh, you know, buying your first homes and et cetera, or investment homes um, to kind of get it connected, buying out of state, et cetera, over here. Great. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Elisa. Thank you for listening to 10,000 Roads to Financial Independence. This can be you. What if today was the day you started the countdown clock to your financial independence? Join many others like you at www.easyfiuniversity.com to get started.